0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. Uh, we've been looking at uh, spiritual gifts of late, Right. And when uh, last episode we ended at 1 Corinthians 12, sort of doing a recap, leading in now into 13 and 14. And if you remember, the last thing that uh, the Spirit led Paul to say was, I earnestly desire that you desire the greatest gifts, okay, the greater gifts. And he says it point blankly, uh, verse 31, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, but earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. Now, I'm sort of making a big deal about that because I think it really, really is important for us to understand what the context is. Remember, Paul is writing a a letter to a church. And he's writing to a church at the very beginning he says y'all have got everything going for you. But there's a couple of problems and he says there's some division among you. You're putting up with sin uh with a particular individual and some things that are happening. There's questions that you have about things. And we're finding out that there's actually squabbling over the functioning of the spiritual gifts within the body. That's what we're about to see. But he's wanting them to know something. He says, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Now, in our Bibles, we have uh, chapter divisions and verse divisions. And uh, those are uh, highly useful, right? They come in handy to be able to know where you are, et cetera, et cetera. But remember, there's no uh, chapter division, no versification in the original. So when he says, I'm going to show you still a more excellent way, it's not the end of the chapter and that's it. It flows in the very next words. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says this. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And all of a sudden, most of us are going to go, Oh, yeah, this is a very familiar passage. This is the love chapter. Yeah, it is. But we must understand and remember the context. The context is that of spiritual giftedness. Okay, of the release and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And he says from the very beginning here, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So he sets up this juxtaposition with uh, uh, apparently some spiritual gifts. We're not quite sure here with this first verse. We're about to be very sure with the second verse. It is what he's talking about. He's speaking about the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. And this, is, I think, is where some people get the idea that uh, the languages the gifts of tongues is an angelic language something we're able to speak this angel type of thing uh, I'm not sure about that I do know that when we see the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues is that you're speaking forth a language which you otherwise would not be able to speak Okay, you don't know what it is In the interpretation of languages interpretation of tongues someone speaks something you don't know but you know exactly what they said that's the Holy Spirit doing that And so he says here, you can have these gifts, but if you do not have love, you're just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So what is the more excellent way that he spoke of at the end of chapter 12? The more excellent way is love. The more excellent way is not being able to function properly with every portion of the body of Christ doing exactly what he's supposed to do. You could do that and still not be doing what God wants you to do if you have no love. So let's read verse 1 again and go into verse 2 and watch what he says. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So you see what the more excellent way is. The more excellent way is the way of love, not the way of love to the exclusion of the gifts of the spirit and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. But when the spirit does what he desires to do in our life, we must do it in love, not in arrogance, not in pride, not in hubris, not in any of those type of things, but in love. I love what he says here in verse two. He said, if you have the gift of prophecy, and that gift of prophecy winds up manifesting itself to where you know all mysteries and all knowledge. Okay. In other words, if you knew everything about everything and you did not have love, it's nothing. So we saw how prophecy was a gift of the Spirit. Then he says something about faith. If I have all faith, not just a portion of faith. Not just a degree of faith that the Lord releases. But if you have all faith, then he gives an example. So as to remove mountains. You have faith to remove mountains. But you do not have love. You're nothing. Verse 3 says this. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. So he's showing what we saw in First Peter, that they're speaking gifts, okay, and they're serving gifts. And if you serve from the point of view of giving everything that you have, give all your possessions to feed the poor, to meet that need, but you have no love, <coughs> it's going to profit you nothing. As a matter of fact, I think you see that a lot in the body of Christ today. You see people that do really, really good deeds. And they do the good deeds because they see the need And they do the good deeds, and it makes them feel right, feel good. But they do not have love. They may have compassion for somebody, but it's compassion of the flesh and of a soulish realm and of man. They do not have love, the love of the Most High in them. In other words, they're not saved. He says, so you can have all this, but it it will profit you nothing. And if I surrender my body to be burned... If you sacrifice yourself to such a degree that it costs you your corporeal existence, in other words, that you find yourself being killed because of the faith, if you stand that strong, and let me tell you what, folks, there's people all over the world that are doing it right now, literally having their heads lopped off, literally being doused in gasoline and set on fire, literally being chopped into pieces because of their faith, Even if you have that faith and that degree of belief, but you have not love, it profits nothing. So what's he saying here in these first three verses? He's telling us that love is the more excellent way. Now, we'll get into the next episode, but the next episode he starts delineating what love is and how love manifests itself and what it looks like. What we know is this is that this type of love cannot come from the flesh. This kind of love cannot come from man. This kind of love cannot just be something that I've decided to whip up one day and think I'm going to love everybody like this. No, this type of love comes about in and through a heart that has been made from stone into flesh, that has been transformed from a hardness into softness, a heart that is literally indwelt by the Most High God. So he's saying this, you know these gifts we're talking about right here, church at Corinth, church today, you know these gifts, you know how you're acting, you know how you're behaving. I don't see you doing it in love. What I'm seeing right now are struggles, and we'll see it again more in verse chapter 14. I'm seeing you actually debating and fighting over such things. So you may be the greatest teacher in the world, and the Holy Spirit has empowered you to do that, But if you do not have love, you are nothing, you're a noisy gong, you're a clanging cymbal, and it profits you nothing. Tell you what, these are profound words right here. Take a moment before you end your day today and read the first three verses of 1 Corinthians. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.